And welcome back to another episode of The Concerns. Me, your boy Eli. Me, Joe. And we're here to talk about Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Uh, the recent DC film. I think the first one to come out this year, right? Uh, is it, I think it might be the only one to come out this year, right? Maybe. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, 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 it'll, it'll age. Well, we'll, uh, we'll circle back to it. Yeah, we'll circle back to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we recently just saw the film. And we're going to be talking about it here on today's episode. Uh, the way we tend to do it is that we give a quick, uh, little synopsis, then we give our own, each our own thoughts, uh, continue on through that discussion, and then give our rating at the end. That's how usually it happens. So, uh, Shazam, Fear the Gods, sequel to the first Shazam movie, picks up two years, I want to say, after the first one? Yeah, a bit of time, um... Because everyone grows up, significantly. Yeah, especially, uh, you know, Billy Baxton, he's, uh, supposed to be 18 at this mm. point, or about to be 18. Yeah. So, yeah, last time we checked, because uh, the first Shazam movie came out in 2019, mm-hmm. so really it's been like a couple years, but I mean like... Feels a lot like, longer. Yeah, it feels a bit lo- longer, and also I'm pretty sure they are planned it to come out like maybe last year or something, mm-hmm. or at least maybe like, because I remember them like talking about Shazam 2 yeah. for a while ago, you know? Sadly, he is not going up against Black Adam like many of us hoped for he would. Yeah, that was sort of the uh, the idea, right? That he would be uh, facing off Dwayne Rock Johnson's Black Adam. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, obviously, that didn't happen. And it's just a... It did not. Uh, you know, it's a different plot now, you know? Very much a different plot. I think the char- the villains are supposed to be uh, original characters. Not actual characters from the comics. So the, but they the, are still based in Greek lore, which is all part of like Shazam stuff. Kind yeah, of. Shazam has a lot of like different things going on. Uh, hence the name Shazam, because each it's an acronym of uh, various. Yeah, Wisdom Solomon, Strength of Hercules, um, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. This is in there too. Um, and so we're gonna. So yeah, we're picking up where we la- left off uh, two years ago. Uh, the Shazam family, which is something that I, I'll say this is about the first one. I really enjoy that first movie. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I love the theme. I love the idea of of the, of the found family, of this sort of um, sort of what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, foster family. Yeah, the, the idea of the foster family and just how they all come together, very loving. But you know, Billy's very much um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not mean spirited, but like a little lost. Uh... Yeah, yeah, he's he's very much like in the very like. Dark part is like, he only wants to see his mom. He has a hard time believing it. His mom left him. And, you know, here's a loving family who's willing to take him in. And it's not until he realizes what he has is that what he's went to fight for, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the big twist about that movie was like, um, it's a really good twist. I'm going to add that. It's that Billy really wanted to see his mom. He finds her, learns that. Uh, they, she didn't, they didn't get lost. He didn't lose her. She didn't lose him. That she kind of like neglected him. <laughs> intentionally left him. He intentionally left him, which is pretty much a dick move. Yes. Absolutely. But it's also very understanding of where she's coming from. And at the same time, like the way it's like framed. Cause I, I always liked this, <laughs> the idea of this frame, uh, which was when I went back to see it a bit. It's that from Billy's perspective, it was all sunshine and rainbows. But in reality, it wasn't as... Uh, yeah, you get to see it from the mom's perspective, and it's like, okay, no. No, it's... it's... I, I think I remember saying that that, is, that, that whole twist uh, was probably way darker than anything DC has ever done. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, because it's, it's such a it's a it's such a damn what the you know kind yeah, of moment. It's almost real. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of the like Jesus. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a mother a neglecting a child, and from the child's perspective, it's like because it's a kid, he doesn't understand like what the fuck is going on, right? Yeah. But for the parents, like, no, no, it's this, but you know, you don't know like, you know, from my perspective, why that that kid like looks at it in a certain way, you know, so on and so forth, because he doesn't know, and you know, Rose Clark that's got shit, and you know, now in this film and in the beginning of the film. We talk, we talk a little bit about that, and we'll, we'll explore a bit more as we talk about, because now Billy has found his family, and he's trying to keep it together with all, even though there's, like, uh, opposing force on its way. Mm. So that's essentially the, the idea of Shazam 2, especially when it's uh, fighting against other Greek gods. Uh, the chil- the daughters of Atlas, who, again, is another name of the neck, part of the acronym of Shazam. Uh, yeah, it was the Wisdom of Solomon, Strength of Hercules. I think the Endurance of Atlas? Yeah. Or something, I don't know. Something like that. Um, but, you know, that's basically the plot of this movie. Yeah, they are wanting vengeance mm-hmm. uh, against the, you know, uh, being locked away and stuff and how how uh, Shazam's whole power set, you know, mm-hmm. rolls around the, the powers of various other godlike beings and other that sort of thing. It's like, yeah. no, these are powers are ours and sort of thing. You, mm-hmm. you can't, you know, you don't deserve it kind of thing. And that's sort of the conflict. Like, they're going to, you know, f- they're out there trying to get Shazam and the whole Shazam family, and they're just trying to stick together, that sort of thing. Uh, but, yeah, you know, that's sort of the mm-hmm. decent plot. And I guess we'll, we'll get on to our, like, little one-minute, like, recap. Yeah, thing that's how we tend to do it, though, with a quick recap before we can, yeah. Of our thoughts on the film, and then we'll continue on with our discussion of it. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, you start us off in your one minute. Go. All right. So, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, I think, is a very good, solid DC film. Uh, I think it has a lot to offer. It has some solid comedy, some good action. And overall, I think it's a, a very enjoyable experience in the theater. There are a little bit of some plot threads that come in every now and again that sort of feel a little like either resolved too quickly or just kind of like just added in and just thrown in for no reason. Also, I think the ending is a little controversial in terms of how it just kind of like magics everything back to the way it kind of is or like Mm -hmm. magically sort of fixes a lot of things that happen throughout the plot. But overall, I think it's still an emotional sort of a story with uh, Billy and his family and sort of having to sort of stick together and that sort of thing. And I think it's a solid sequel. All right, that's good. You had two seconds to spare, and you didn't use them at all. <laughs> all right, so for me, um, this is Jam for You Gods. For me, it's a very solid film. A lot of enjoyable moments, a lot of fun to be had, which is kind of what I expected Shazam to be, especially coming from the first one, which I really did enjoy. And while well, this one, I feel, doesn't like measure up to that, it's still pretty much serviceable. A lot of the characters uh, continue on what they, you know, made what made them strong. Although I do feel like it's missing sort of a um, hint of that familial bonding that was so integral in the first film that needed to be in this film. That being said, the relationship between certain characters, the certain dynamic is still strong, even in this film. Uh, just wish a little bit more of that. Though, I, while I did like some of the villains, I feel like some of them were very lacking and some of them like, needed a bit more work. That being said, I do think uh, Shazam, Fear of the Gods is a very 
decent sequel. Nothing much to nothing much to talk about. Nothing much to you know complain about. Alright. Yeah, so what, what do you, where do you want to start in our conversation about this movie, Jay? I... Probably, like, uh, I think something you mentioned, uh, actually, the villains mm-hmm. are interesting. Because uh, I think th- they offer an interesting sort of dynamic, I guess. Because mm-hmm. there are three of them. Uh, three daughters. Um, it's not that much of it. I, I guess it's not a huge spoiler. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure some of the marketing has been only showing like two uh, of the mm-hmm. sisters. Like they're very like older women. It's Helen Helen Mirren and uh, Lucy Liu, which mm-hmm. I mean I will admit Helen Mirren definitely uh, acts the shit out of this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, no, she's probably the best one out of uh, the three. And like, there's that scene. I think it's been going around a bit. It's where she's reading a letter, and it's the funniest thing ever. Just the setup is is fine, and the way she delivers it. Only Helen Mirren can do that. Yeah, it's like it's so interesting to see her. Like, I think what makes it work is that she, she, her acting makes like she's very serious about everything. Mm-hmm. So when stuff like this sort of happens, she's sort of you know, like, like you know, it's a fun dynamic of like her mm-hmm. like actually being serious and stuff. But then like there's some uh, goofy shenanigans, I guess, and mm-hmm. it's sort of like it, it's it's very playful comedy and. I think as well as that her uh, motivations are more are, are interesting. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, as well as all the three sisters. Although I think uh, Lucy Liu's character, I think is the one I think you were talking about in terms of like just kind of being a little flat. Yeah, and it's not her. I think it's just like she, the the the, the way that she was written to be in this film is a very like lack. If I had a lot of lacking. She's very one note, right? Because if, there are times where I'm like, oh yeah, no, she's cool. But I think it's just the way her direction was was a little, uh, a little more wanting. There wasn't enough conflict with her to to involve with the stuff that was going on. Yeah, I think because she's very out of all the three sisters, she's the the more aggressive one mm-hmm. out of all of them. She has the most like, uh, I guess, anger towards uh, you know this the stuff that's happened to her and her family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, like. The other two sisters are very more, um... No, this is the plan. This is where we're gonna go. Yeah. You know, like, hey, listen, don't don't let vengeance continue kind of thing. We have a plan. We're sticking to it. Let's just, you know, get these powers back. You know, mm-hmm. do that all sort of thing. Let's, re, you know, revitalize our world kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, I think... Uh, I think you are hinting at, like, the, you know... A bit of the uh, interesting thing about those villains um, is that they do sort of like, yeah, they, you understand a little bit of their motivations, but at the same time, uh, there doesn't seem like a whole lot, like they don't have a whole lot of interaction with the Sajam family when you really think about it throughout the film. No. They sort of just sort of pop in, they do some stuff, and uh, I think there's only maybe one scene. I mean, it's, I think it's, you kind of have seen it uh, in trailers, I think, where it's uh suzanne and um uh because he is they all have greek names i just don't remember their names but it's helen Mirren's character they're just sitting at like this little diner but they're having you know a conversation basically of mm-hmm. like hey listen you know i understand you know aren't you being a little too you know crazy about this you know and she's like, like oh you think my situation is crazy well, let me give you a hypothetical. And he's like, oh, okay. Now she's, uh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yep, you're serious about this. Okay. All right. You are terrifying, madam. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I think I made the joke about it when, when we left the theater. It was like, man, she brought some Shakespearean acting to this movie. Yeah, it, 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 it weirdly works, yeah. you know, in her perspective as being the leader of the sisters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think something else to sort of, uh, I guess, talk about. Because on the whole, yeah, I think I agree with you. Like, the villains, I think, are fine, but I can understand, like, they are a little, I wouldn't say underdeveloped. It's just that they have an interesting dynamic that I kind of just would like to see maybe explored a bit more. Yeah, that's that's kind of how, like, I feel for most aspects of the of the movie. Because, like, so to, to go on, to continue on to that, you know, idea that maybe there could have been a little more here and there. Um, Billy's whole issue with a family. Not saying, like... At the end of the first movie, he fi- he finds his family. Yeah. But it's, at the same time, he's a little like distant with certain characters. I'm not gonna say who, but if you've when you see the movie, you know where. Also, you know where her, like the first one ended. You kind of get why, and it's addressed, but it's never like continued on. It's like, oh, I thought we were gonna do something with that because you set it up earlier. It gets resolved, but it's like really quick, really fast, like. Like you said, it's like almost like, well, why were we here for? <laughs> right? Because it's at the end of the movie that that issue was resolved, but I didn't feel like we didn't, I don't think we worked our way to that resolution. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And there's like um, again, I'm not gonna go that deep into it, but once you see it, you'll know. And if you know, you know. Um, I think that would have been like a great thing to see, especially considering Billy's uh, story arc in that first one and seeing him sort of come into terms with that sort of uh acknowledgement at, for for the end mm-hmm. especially considering like everything that's been going on and has happened to billy especially not only in this movie but also in the past yeah i mean there are some certain like things uh i think with billy's character in general where mm-hmm. it's like because there is like a, a little plot thread uh concerning the parents mm-hmm. that i find interesting that like they bring it up a little bit in the beginning but they don't really it doesn't really factor in and and it's sort of resolved at sort of towards the uh climax of the movie Mm -hmm. but it's you know it feels like okay there could have been more of this you know and we're talking about sort of like this it's like two specific scenes the one you're talking about and the one i'm talking about they're so correlated together that you know it did. It just sort of resolved itself by the end, and it's just like, wait, wait, but why? I feel like you resolved one aspect of it, but not the other aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I see what you mean by that. Because mm-hmm. like, throughout, you know, and specifically in this movie, Billy has a sort of an issue with, you know, abandonment. Because like, of course he would. He, he you know, he, he got abandoned by his mother, in a very like emotional scene that we both talked about, like feeling a little too real, especially coming from a superhero movie about a kid becoming an adult right and it's like okay yeah i can see where this abandonment issue is but there's never really a moment where like he has to deal with it especially with like other characters especially with the other characters yeah because there are like like it's mentioned and i think that's supposed to be his character art in this movie of like hey listen uh i don't i i don't want my abandon my family to abandon me we should be all together like it's like their sort of motto almost uh, like Hey, listen. We can't be going out superheroing by ourselves. It's, it's all or none. Yeah. So you know. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that sort of kind of is like the. Uh, mm-hmm. 
that sort of whole thing um with billy's character i think in this arc is like hey listen i don't want to be abandoned so let's we should all be doing superhero stuff together we're a team we're a group that sort of thing but i i don't think it really sort of um like does that much like i, I don't think because i mean there is a moment where there is a bit of separation between some of the the the, the group mm -hmm. but i feel like um billy doesn't really like you would think he'd be way more distraught and like trying to like be more panicky but i guess it's just sort of how it is sometimes with uh how they done shazam's character about being a little uh a little lighthearted and like jokey all the time you know mm -hmm. so i don't know necessarily that's sort of um like the reason why it feels off but at the same time, um, it feels like it's just something like, like obviously they're trying to set up this sort of like thing of like, oh, I don't want anybody to be banned. I mean, like, there's a whole like, little side plot with uh, the uh, the sister, like I think the oldest one, mm -hmm. who's like wanting to go off to college, but I think Billy sort of like kind of like, no, don't leave me. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. But we don't really see that with anything else with like any other. Uh, mm -hmm family members like it's only her and like one other person like you don't see that with the little, the little uh mm -hmm. the little black girl or the asian kid or any of them like like there is that like there's a whole like there are some like certain like aspects of like oh you know this is happening and that's happening and you know we i we don't want billy's turning 18 which means he might be he's gonna be phased out of that foster care system so you know, like, he might not be taken care of by his parents anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge thing. And I think that's sort of, like, it feels like it's supposed to be more important than it actually is because. It's supposed to be dealing with his issues, but, it's not, but we're not going anywhere with it. Yeah, because I think we're focusing a lot of time on just sort of the overarching plot of, hey, the, uh, the daughters of... Uh, atlas are coming in they're wrecking shop all that sort of thing mm -hmm. you know and sort of i think that's kind of like the problem i have with this movie it's that there's a lot of like ideas that i'm totally down for and really you know would continue the sort of like story arc that billy goes through but it's never really utilized well especially when it concerns because the foster parents the foster parents they were kind of there in the in the first movie and then uh, for a second, I was like, okay, maybe they're going to expand on that. Because they expanded on Billy being, you know, very much close with his foster siblings. But then, like, it doesn't lead anywhere. Because, <laughs> like, they, they acknowledge something about them. And they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. What are we going to do with that? Oh, we, we, okay, that's that, that's solved. Huh. Okay. We don't have to worry about it. I, all right. I guess I guess we'll just move on. <laughs> but, but, yeah, no. Um, even the... The daughters of Atlas, while as much as I enjoyed some of them, they even they felt a little aimless sometimes. Yeah, and I think that's sort of how I think I, we mentioned a little earlier. They do have a little bit of conflict, a little bit with themselves. Mm -hmm. But even then, um, I guess like it's kind of convenient, I guess, how they get like sort of the last thing they need mm -hmm. in their final stages of the plan by just um, doing some like. I guess 40 chess kind of. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting how they do it, mm -hmm. but I think cause they need a certain item, but 
Uh, they don't. They don't. They don't know where it is. I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't the, think they acknowledge the item too, or like they didn't. Where like we need this one thing kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I think no, they did mention it once. Were uh, in a conversation. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, so we have the because they need the staff. They need this other thing, or to do this sort of uh thing to yeah. help them rebuild their world or whatever, and. You're kind of just like, okay, so it's that thing at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. it's like, like when looking back at it, like that item was only shown maybe once, like before. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, for some people, it's like um, a little hard to maybe follow that. Because heck, even when like uh, some of the characters see her walking off with it, like mm-hmm. not, like one of them is just like, oh, she's eating an apple, you know, she's just hungry. Or whatever. And then like, it's like another character is like, no, 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 that thing is the super important thing that they need to do the evil plan thing or whatever they need to do for their plan kind of thing. Yeah. Cause I was like, wait, 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 wait. I mean, there's a moment I was like, maybe this thing's important. Cause we, we focus our, our camera onto it, but we never really acknowledge it afterwards. Yeah. It's almost like one of those like blinking, you miss it kind of things, mm-hmm. which I will say this movie definitely does a lot of like, um, mm-hmm. the movie does a lot of, um, setups for things later on in the movie yeah like it's almost like a Chekhov's gun you know like if you want like a textbook example of what Chekhov's gun is if you're like wanting to know about film uh terms and stuff like this movie does it very well to an insane degree like there are some various moments where like they set something up and they and they pay it off later in the movie uh one involving uh the young uh the youngest sister the black one uh she she has this sort of thing she has a thing involving skittles and uh let's just say and a certain uh mythical creature and it sort of it pays off (laughs) it Mm. it pays off yeah it pays off a lot yeah you know so now that's a that that i don't i you know i won't say much because one i think it's probably one of the funniest parts of the movie and two uh I, it almost feels like weirdly branding, you know? It really is. It really is, considering how it turns out. Um, but also, I was going to say, uh, you know, that, that being a, sort of a positive I gave the movie, I think some of the comedy of itself is just really good. Yeah, I think it's probably one of the best things that uh, that's carried over with this uh, Shazam franchise is that, like, yeah, they sort of go all in in the idea of like, oh, yeah, Shazam is a kid who can turn himself into a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, let's, you know, let's work with that, you know? And it, it still carries that very well, you know? Because obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the, you know, when they're in their Shazam forms, they're they're still, they're pretty much like big kids. Yeah, no, and they, they follow through with that. I, actually, when I think about it, I think we see more of the adult version of the superheroes than we do the kid versions. Yeah, and granted, I think that's part of the, partially because story-wise, they're, they've been doing, they're doing a lot of fighting and, like, yeah. superhero stuff. So, yeah, they need to be in those forms a lot more. There, there are some, like, uh, plot uh, conveniences that allows them to, like, be more in their, like, just normal forms and, like, mm. sort of, like, Especially, having... what's his name? Um, Freddy? Freddy? Yeah, Freddy. Freddy, Freddy is in the most, and granted, because he's one of the best characters in the movie. I think, and also I think he's, like, um... Yeah, he like yeah, I agree with you. Like he's definitely one of the more important characters, as well mm. as like I think he is 
probably out of all the uh, actors, maybe the one like I think they're fine with having him be in his regular yeah. form the most. Yeah, and that's not to say I don't think any of the child actors. Yeah, and I don't think any of the the other act kid actors are bad. I don't think that no. No, no, no. It's uh, I think the story most is getting them focus on their adult versions, uh, and their kid versions as well. But like. Uh, you're not missing much because like half of them act like they act like the kid versions. Yeah, so you know, I feel like in a way, you know, no, you're not like missing a whole lot out of them, mm. right? But like, um, but Freddie is still probably the best one out. Of He's probably the one that puts the most work into his acting, I guess. Yeah, he definitely he gets a bit of a subplot in this uh, movie that you know I think it works well. It's you a know? little annoying towards the end. I mean, the setup is already like I won't lie. There, it, there is a bit of cringe involved a little bit, yeah. but I think that's more sort of like okay, we've seen this sort of trope like over and over again. Let's just let's move on here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But in, uh, towards the end, he has a very emotional like a uh, scene, and it's like, damn, that's some good acting. Yeah, you know, I. That's sort of I think the. the like the interesting thing about it mm. you know there's like yeah there's these weird cringy moments but when like there's a moment like this i think it's sort of like they let the actor actually act a bit yeah instead of just having to like go with the script like okay yeah no all right that's some you got some chops here kid yeah you i know? can't wait to see more of you and you know it ties in kind of well towards the end um my only issue is that there's a moment and you were talking about earlier a controversial thing at the end. Um, I'm not, we're not going to go that deep into it, but one, again, you're right, Chekhov's gun, because they set it up, paid off. Um, don't know how I feel about the payoff, though. Yeah, because it does involve uh, the appearance of another superhero. Won't say who. Um, but you'll figure it out once you, once you see it. Yeah, like once you see the setup, it's like, okay, all right, so I'm guessing... You are doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, their appearance uh, pretty much like gets everything. Not that, I wouldn't say like back to everything before it was, but like very much like you somehow fixed all the problems here. <laughs> like you did like a Superman re- like reversing time kind of thing. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just a weird moment. But I, I think that's probably... Maybe I, I, some of the reason why there might be a bit of mixed reactions to this movie is just that the with that ending, because it feels more like something that you would see maybe in a post credit scene, like in the original Shazam movie. Yeah. You have that uh, scene where it's Shazam, uh, Freddy, and Superman shows up uh, at the end. Yeah. That has something nice and them. fun. Yeah. yeah. You know. But now you took in that taking that scene and just like you blew you, it up. You blew it up and put it in a actual important like resolution to the mm. plot kind of thing yeah I, I i had a very much like a very big problem because like the way it was presented like i'm not saying like if you were to do this exact scene i would have hated it immediately like i i think it could have been done a lot better but the way it was presented it's like oh crap here it comes here's the star quarterback he comes out of nowhere he, even though he just broke his leg and caught the ball and somehow made the touchdown I don't know how you would throw the ball to the quarterback. He's the one throwing the ball. Oh, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. No, no, it's like if Rudy, in the movie Rudy, right? Yeah. Like if he actually somehow uh, 
You know, because this whole thing is really small. Yeah. Somehow he got super large and big and was able to just grab the ball and run to the, t- yeah, the winning touchdown himself. Like, yeah. like, yeah. It's like, oh my God, Rudy, how did you get so big and strong? It's like, steroids. <laughs> That's it. It's just steroids, man. Yeah, steroids. It's steroids. It's the 80s. No one cares. No one cares. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's it was very distracting in my opinion. I think it could I think it could have been done a lot better, but it was just the way it was presented. It's like the biggest thing ever. Like, holy shit! And it's just like, nah, okay, we're done. We're done. We're done here. Not to say, not to say, like it ruined my 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 liking of the movie, but it was just very much like, I don't I don't like where this went. Um, but there were other aspects about the movie I really did. It still made me enjoy it. Uh, but there were like, it, it's totally understandable why some people would come out feeling very mixed towards it, and. That scene being probably one of the best examples of it seeming like that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else we can talk about? Hmm. Because I feel like we talked most about the positives, that the comedy is still great. I think the action, I think, was pretty good for the most part. Yeah. Um, kind of, I, I, I'm part of, part of me wants, is kind of disappointed. I don't think I see Lucy Liu do enough, like, uh, like hand to hand stuff. Like her whole deal is that she's like I think I think her power is like chaos. Yeah. Like she can whisper things into people's ew and have them do whatever the hell she wants them to do. Mm-hmm. Like and it's cool at first, but then it's like, uh, yeah, because she she demonstrates it in like a weirdly like almost kind of like creepy way in the first like couple minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she just sort of whispers into a guy's ear and then, like, he attacks somebody and then, like, passes that whisper on to him. It's like, almost like a weird, like, mind virus, zombie, like, virus thing, you know? Yeah. Where it just causes people to just attack each other and spread it around, all that stuff. Like, it's like, that's creepy. And then, for the rest of the movie, she's like, tell me where this person is. And it's like, oh, you know, like, mm. do this thing. And it's like... Mm, like, I guess it just fills your brain with chaotic thoughts sometimes, and you're, you're forced to do it because it's like your brain can't handle it. But I don't know. I feel part of me was like wanted like to see Lucy Liu do more like action, like hand to hand stuff. Like there's a lot more creative ways I think you could do with her powers. Yeah, you know, like I don't know. I just feel like there there, there could have yeah. been some interesting stuff because the other two uh, daughters of uh, Atlas do have interesting powers. Like one is able to like. Sort of like I think it's not not magnetism, but it's like just controlling like space. She's able to control the elements. Yeah, she's able to control the elements, and she even is able to like create like. And it's not like some Avatar shit where it's fire, earth, wind, water. No, she just like straight up just controls a lot of shit. She just can do whatever. Like it's almost like she has like anything that's like she can just turn anything and like have it be like elemental. Like I think she can control like metal and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the other one has like the power of Axis, which. Sounds weird, mm-hmm. but it's basically like she can just like, it's almost like uh, when Doctor Strange enters the mirror dimension mm-hmm. and you see all these buildings like doing like all these weird stuff. It's kind of like that, but, but she can control it. Like the, like the best way I would say it's like adjusting the position, and it may sound weird when I'm saying like like if you if I'm facing you to the left, I might use my powers to make you facing it to my right. Yeah, like I think it's like if you're like. 
it's almost like you how you rotate things in like mm-hmm. video games and stuff you know to yeah. like get better views it's like that's what she's doing to mm-hmm. certain objects like she'll rotate things and like move them into different positions and like stuff like that you know mm-hmm. so yeah i mean like it visually looks cool it you know? does it that it does it's it's a very creative use of power too yeah like, like it's one of those powers where, like that is, I don't know what that means. And then they show you, like, oh. Also, I will say, I think probably maybe, like, the last, like, thing worth mm-hmm. noting. I find it very weird mm-hmm. that, uh, okay, so the movie's set in Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Um, so, essentially, the, like, climax, like, the, like, the place where the climactic battle happens is, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, like, ballpark. Yeah. And this is one of those other like Chekhov guns things because earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. one of the, like there's characters watching a Phillies game, and then like um, one of the dudes, I think Pedro, right? Yeah. Uh, the one of the other the kids like, oh, there's a Philly game on. I'm gonna go watch that real quick, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's like in my brain, I'm like, okay, so they mentioned Phillies twice. I swear to God, because they're just like, oh, I will, sh- I shall commence my evil plan here in this location or whatever. I'll find a spot in the human world. I'm like, I swear to God. If it's the Phillies ballpark, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I mean, it's just gonna be like, God damn it, that's a check off. And they, and they show it off in the trailer too. Yeah, I'm just like, all right. I mean, that's interesting because I don't know. In my brain, I'm like, I think this is the second time in a big movie where um where the climactic uh, the start of the climactic showdown begins in a baseball park. Cause the sec the, the one I'm thinking about is Godzilla King of the Monsters, where uh, it was in Fenway Park. It was in Fenway Park, the Boston Red Sox uh, yeah. home park. <laughs> so and, then my bra- a, and then there's uh, Days of Future Past. Wait, wait, what bar park was that? I don't remember, but it was. A, uh, I think it was a it was a baseball field, I guess. Maybe? Yeah, it was a baseball field. Why? You know, I that's just fucking weird. I don't, I, I don't know what to tell you. I just, mm-hmm. I why why. Why is it that uh, baseball fields are just perfect places for people to fight each other? I don't know. Uh, also, I mean, I think I, I forgot to tell you this when we got out of the theater. I'm like, that's the, that's the second worst thing to happen at uh, Citizens Bank Park since the uh, the the Astros no hit the Philadelphia Phillies in the World <laughs> Series. Did. I mean, what, what <laughs> you saw the opening, you went for it. Yeah, I, I went for it. You know? Yeah, I was like listen. Uh, to go back to what you were saying, one thing I also noticed is that, wow, uh, this is one of those DC films where it's still kind of lighthearted, but god damn, is there a lot of dark moments? Yeah, you know that that's. <laughs> yeah, I think that's sort of the weird thing with just his Am films because it's like, they're still like because other than the first one, I think there's that scene. I think you told we uh, remember uh, the lady grabs that door trying to escape and she just turns to ash or whatever. Yeah. Like and like, and it's uh, not even a quick death. It's a slow, painful one. Yeah, it's like, like Jesus. That's ah. it. Yeah, it's like Jesus Christ. And then this one, there's a there's a scene that happens to a character that really didn't deserve it, right? Oh no, he did not deserve shit. Yeah, he was like a cool dude. He was like a cool teacher guy, and he gets just caught up in the whole like fight and like just like what the hell, bro? He and didn't do anything wrong. They kill him off, but like you don't see it, but like. You know what happens. You know what happens. Especially to him. when one of the characters makes it and makes like a, I wouldn't say a joke about it, but like it makes a comment. Man's like, oh, well, I know what happened. And like, and like in my mind, I was like, man, imagine those kids coming to school tomorrow. 
it's like oh god <laughs> you know yeah like you'll know and it's just like that is probably the dark one of the darkest like death scenes i've seen in a while yeah from like a superhero movie and i think what makes it dark is that mm-hmm. you know the suzanne movies are very lighthearted. you know yeah i think it's because like, like it makes those stand out it's like oh okay so the villains are like really bad really bad <laughs> but you know mm. um i don't know i maybe it's still like the byproduct of it being still part of the dceu yeah you know we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah but they, they, they use it effectively um so then i guess it's probably the end of it what would you rank it what would your rating be um so for the most part i feel like i, I want to lean a bit towards like a 7.5 mm-hmm. out of 10 simply because i think it does it ha- it still has a lot of the charm from the original mm-hmm. and being able to balance like the action and the comedy and all that stuff but there are just a lot of weird plot threads that just kind of go nowhere or get resolved weird very like oddly you know mm-hmm. like it's very clear that the daughter daughters of atlas storyline like is the bulk of the movie obviously mm-hmm. but it feels like there could have been maybe a way of like um like having those like the the plot of like billy not wanting to be abandoned again and like wanting to keep his family together like intertwine with like the daughters of atlas storyline like part of me feels like maybe mm-hmm. um they wanted to do like this thing where it's like, oh, Shazam's strength is his family, you know. Mm. While the daughters of Atlas are undone because of their family disputes and how they can't get along or whatever. Yeah, but they don't. They don't really do that. No, because it's only one person that they. Don't yeah, there's do. only really one person that sort of like mm. is like slightly more like, you know, vengeful than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Is willing to like go the extra mile, I guess. Yeah, and it's like, oh, calm down, calm down. All right, just simmer down here. We, we got a we got a goal here. We don't need to like you know cause unnecessary uh, stuff. But then I think about it, it's like, wait, didn't uh, uh, Helen Mirren just like straight up turn a bunch of people to stone and like possibly killing them all? <laughs> Isn't that a little extreme? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think about it. I feel like, hmm, hmm, eh, whatever. And there was never really, like, a moment where, like, they, and this is what I'm saying, like, there was never really a moment where they they had, like, a conflicting, you know, thing with, between them, right? Because especially with the beginning scene with those with the sisters, it's clearly obvious that, like, you know, hey, they're the bad guys, like, what they did. But there was never really much of a, like, hey, we're not about that. We have a mission, and we're going to follow through. We're not those kind of people. Mm-hmm. And there's never really much for that. Um, but yeah, if I were to give my rating, I kind of with you. Though I would go more for a 7, because I feel like this movie is still pretty solid. Um, it doesn't, you know, hit the marks that it should, that I feel like the first one really did. Because, like, the first one was, like I said... Billy finding his foster family and, you know, come and knowing what a, what it means to be a part of a family. While also acknowledging the the dark thing that happened to him with his mother. Mm-hmm. and But, you know, still finding it like, you know, the idea that, you know, of a found family, you know, your family is who you choose it to be kind of stuff. And that to me made the most sense. 
And I really kind of wait, and we kind of get a bit of that here, but I don't think it's as you know impactful or as useful as it. Uh, the ending cameo really annoyed me. Uh, not like viscerally, as I'm making it sound. It's more like, did we really have to do it like that? Mm-hmm. But then, but there's also moments where I'm like, you know what? This is still enjoyable. I had a lot of laughs. The guy playing Freddie Freeman, really good actor. I really like him. And I really want to see more of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of like where I stand, where it's a seven. And I think we both agree, more of a seven, seven and a half kind of thing. Yeah. Because it's a, it's still a very solid film. In the same way that we were like, MN, uh, MN and the Lost, Quantumania, was pretty much fine. It wasn't that bad. But this one feels like, so far, it's kind of like, eh. And so I, f- I feel like it's, we're kind of starting off pretty slow to end this year's uh, superhero movie department. Yeah, or rather starting, you yeah. know. Um, but now there's more to come. Yeah, there's, there's... we got Spider Man, Spider Verse. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna be. I'm excited for that. It'll be fun. Um, and Guardians Three. Guardians Three. That looks yeah, good. Yeah, that's probably gonna be yeah. very good. And everything else that DC's coming out with, I don't know yet. <laughs> well, I mean, we got the Flash. Um, I hope that's good. I love yeah. how we did, we mentioned like, wait, is there another DC movie coming? I'm like, oh wait, Flash. The yeah. Flash is coming out. That's gonna be. I think Aquaman two is coming out too. Oh yeah, I think Aquaman two is coming out. Mm-hmm. Which to be fair, it should have come out a long time ago. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, yeah, I know, you know, uh, I think overall, mm-hmm. uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods, it's a fun movie. Um, is it better than the first one? Eh, probably not. But I I liked it for what it was. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that's about it, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a good place to end the episode. Um, just have to make sure there was any other movies I didn't have time to finalize that. Um, but yeah, no. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to follow us at all social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and uh, be sure to. Um, Follow us on Instagram, we're most active on. We have a link to all podcasts. We're officially part of like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all the likes. And we do have a Patreon for any form of support. We also have a YouTube for you. All the listeners out there, be sure to comment, subscribe, all the good stuff you associate YouTube with. And yeah, that's about it. It's Suzanne uh, Fury of the Gods. Pretty solid film. Uh, watch it at your own accord. But yeah, it's uh, been me, your boy, Eli. Give me Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.